This is a special day for fathers, and I'd like to read a thank you note from a father. Uh, this earlier this year, his mo the mother of the three girls were taken home, and he uh, sent us, the church, a letter of thanks for the support that was given, and I thought this might be an appropriate time. Uh, this is uh, Brother Aaron Maduke, uh, who has written this letter. And I'd like to read this so that all of us may be encouraged by it. On behalf of the Maduki family, I wish to use this opportunity to say a big thank you to you, our senior pastor, and all the pastors and associates, church leaders, and various groups for your immense love and care, encouragement, and support during the homegoing of my late beloved wife and godly mother, Sister Rosemary Duque. It was a very traumatic moment in our lives, and we hardly knew where or who to turn to. Thanks be to God that all the pastors, leaders, and members of this great house of God were there for us at such a critical moment of our lives. I remember very well when I was on the island when this breast cancer struck the very first time in 2002. Your prayers and gifts and encouragement was the best thing that happened to us and we were able to win the battle then. This time again, your prayers, love, gifts, encouragements, and support has once again enabled us to begin to see some rays of light and hope after this terrible gloom. We are beginning to take courage so soon to face life's challenges one more time because of the church family role in our lives. Words are not enough to express how grateful we are and will continue to be. It has sank very deep in my family that we belong to a great family, the family of God's people. My children and I, he has three girls, my children and I have found comfort, solace, friendship, and trust in the church and confide in our leaders and brethren. This is a good feeling for us. And we pray that this deep love and genuine brotherhood, an index of Jesus' disciples, will continue to grow and abound in this church. Continue to pray for us as we are still facing some challenges, but believe that Jesus will overcome for us. Again, accept our big thanks and gratitude in Jesus' wonderful name. Sincerely yours in him, Brother Aaron Maduki. Isn't that a great letter? And we thank God for him. Remember to pray for him as he now tries to be both mom and dad to his three girls. I had a message prepared, but I didn't know exactly how much time I did. So I had three starting points for my message. The third was the shortest one. And as you see just now, I put up my fingers for two, but now I'm changing it to number three. Because I was told that if I don't let the ladies out by a certain time, I will not be able to enjoy my children anymore. <laughs> so we're going to begin. My focus, what I wanted to do this uh, Father's Day was to focus on the, the need for men to assume their place of leadership, not only in the home but in the church. I was going to focus on the church at first because we are going to be starting a program where we try to equip men for leadership positions in the church like pastors and deacons. 
because it is our concern now that we focus on developing men who are spiritually qualified for church leadership. And that was going to be our focus today. But one aspect of male, males, men assuming their role for leadership, of course, is also in the home. And we're going to start at this point today, uh, where we're going to look at how a man can assume his place of leadership in the home uh, as father and as a husband. Now, because of the time restraints that we have, we're going to go right into the middle of a, of a point. We begin looking at how a, ma a male, a man, can assume his place of leadership in the home as a father. And these are some practical illustrations. Now, we're developing in this to, to become a seminar, actually, where it goes for a whole day, where practical appointments, are, uh, practical suggestions are given for male leadership in the home and in the church because we believe that's lacking today as far as character is concerned. So how does a male, how does a man, how does a father assume his place of leadership in the home as a father? Well, first of all, he needs to be a spiritual instructor. A spiritual instructor. Ephesians 6, 4 says that we are to bring up our children uh, we are to discipline our children properly, of course, but to be sure also that they are, are brought up in the uh, instruction of the Lord. And then in Deuteronomy 6, it tells us that as parents, we need to be teaching our children all the time, all throughout our life. That's why it was so beautiful to hear Tony talking about her husband and the, children and, uh, and the father of her children. He seems to be a man who teaches his children on an ongoing basis. The classroom for teaching our children is not just a time from four to five, one to two, whatever it is, but it is our entire life. And this is what God tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. And so this instruction could be both structured and formal. In other words, when we say structured, there are specific times when we should allow and set aside to train our children. One of the young people said how they thanked the Lord for her dad that he would pray with her in the evening. That's a good time, a structured time for training. Then there is the formal time where we actually have a... Um, program that we use, whatever it may be, how to, how to be a gentleman, how to be a lady, good manners, how to study your Bible, how to read, how to pray, whatever it is. The point is we need to have a plan to instruct our children because God has made us the leader of the family and we must set the pace. It should be unstructured and informal as well, as I said. This is something we do all the time. Look for opportunities as you drive, especially as you drive, where you can teach your children. Speeding, shouting at people through the window. You could teach your children. You can influence your children by what you do. And that was the focus of the, the ladies today. 
The training should be biblical, of course, based on the scriptures. And I'm going through this very quickly. Social training. If it's one thing that our kids need to be taught by parents, especially fathers, has to do with social ethics. How to dress. Look at some of the kids and how they dress today. You wonder if they have any parents. I'm serious. The way they come out, you wonder if they have any parents. How would any sane parent allow their children, especially girls, to come out in public the way some of them do? And guys as well. You know, at least you could teach them what kind of underpants to wear because you see them anyway. <laughs> see, all that has to do with social upbringing and ethics. Your children reflect who you are as a parent. So just don't laugh at it. The people outside look at their ch your children, how they dress, and it, Im it goes back to who you are as a father, as a mother. Be a sensitive disciplinarian. Colossians 3 and, and 1 Timothy tells us that we are to discipline our children properly. We are not to embitter them, to break the spirit. We are to be sure that we are... Dignified means to discipline our children, but we are responsible for disciplining our children. That means we should set definite standards of behavior. Set standards of behavior for our children. Don't let our children determine their standards of behavior. That's what parents are for. Secondly, clearly communicate expectations and consequences. Let them know that if they break a rule or a policy that you and your wife have made together that there's certain consequences that are going to come up. Explain the reason why you discipline them. That's very important. Follow through with the, with the, with the, with the um, uh, policies or threats that you make. Don't say to your child, uh, you're supposed to be home at 10 o'clock and if you are not, then um, you will not be able to watch TV for the next month. And then they come home at 11, 11.30, and you don't follow through. Because you know what they're going to do. They're going to continue to break the rules. If you set a policy, make sure that you follow through on it. Fifth, give opportunity for explanation when you discipline them. You could be wrong sometimes. You know that. And every time I read this, I see several examples come up into my own life dealing with my children. But... We don't have time to go into that right now. Never administer discipline when you're angry. That's how you, that's how you abuse your children. Don't discipline your children. I'm talking about corporal punishment now. When you are angry, you could abuse them. Finally, always let your child know that his or her disobedience is against God's will. That's one of the primary things you must teach your children when you're explaining to them why you're disciplining. Because it's God's will that children obey their parents. It's the right thing to do. That's how God has set up his entire uh, his, his, his creation. is an orderly fashion. And when something goes out of kilt, it must be put back in order. And that's what discipline is, putting back on the right track. Discipline is not punishment. It is correcting a lifestyle. As a father, you need to be a strong role model. Now, that was emphasized today again and again, and that was, that's going to be a focus on our message today, 
if we had the time. But be a strong role model, and that means you have to be intentional at being a role model. Realize that your child is going to be following what you do. Be a loving husband. That's how you demonstrate love to your children. Be an able provider and a manager of your family. Show that you are a provider. Become an active and involved church member or leader of your church. Show them that you're involved in the Lord's work. As be, show them be also a model as involved in your community. This is how you model a lifestyle. In other words, we're simply saying, be an example because you do influence your children. Take a look at this video, very brief, but it shows the principle of how we influence our children. Can you click it, Alan? Okay, well, I hope the other one comes in. This, this was a, just a minute and a half, and it shows a young boy. He gets up in the morning. He and his dad have breakfast. His dad eats the cereal, and he wipes his mouth. The little boy sees the cereal. He wipes his mouth. Uh, father sits down to the computer he gets his own little thing and follows him whatever the father does throughout the day it's called the day with my dad the idea that he was doing everything that his father did that's how we influence our father just remember this wherever dad sits is the head of the table because the dad is the leader and dad you need to remember that now in closing I just want to, I hope this one comes up. Alan, play this one. These are some scripture verses that I want us to read together. <laughs> That's a signal. That's a signal. No, it isn't coming up again. It isn't coming. That was the last one because that, that was going to lead right into it. We had several memory verses there that we wanted, not memory verses, Bible verses that we wanted the men and the boys to read together. But unfortunately, it's, it's not coming up. The point is, though, <clears throat> is the importance of our modeling before our children. We do influence our children not only by what we say, but how we live. And fathers, we need to remember that. So when you look at all of these young people and your children, including and saying, hey, why do they do these things? Why do they dress this way and all of that? You have to first of all look at yourself. Am I being the right model? Am I being the example that I need to be? Jesus said that everything he did while he was on earth, he did because his father told him to do it. He said he didn't do anything that his father did not tell him to do. In fact, he said, I am only doing the things I saw my father doing. That's what Jesus said. He, our bigger brother, our elder brother, is the model for us to obey our father. Fathers, remember, you are 
in example. Let's stand for prayer, please. Take just a few moments of quiet reflection. Why don't you stretch your hand out and hold hands before we leave again. We are a family. And silently in your own heart, thank God. Thank God for your dad. Thank God for your family, your wife and your children. And then thank God for being our father. Father, help us as fathers to be the kind of father that you can say is a father after God's own heart. And all of God's people said, Amen.